1: My name's Greg Tepper. This is true. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, all of the places, or you'll to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing a part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making it sound good. She's Miss 305. She's the touch of the Dorks. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Very well rested. She's Ashley Pickle.
0: Hi, friends. Happy playoffs. Time, I am excited for playoffs. What time did you go
1: to bed last night? 2 a.m. All right. I was like 1. I was working on Rising Magazine. but And then... We could have just texted.
0: I to- was up it I, I could have sent you a I 30.
1: i could have sent you a you up text and you would have wrote them back and be like yes, yes and just sent me a screenshot a screenshot of like a spreadsheet <laughs> like
0: yeah
1: that's what those texts are Spr- for right
0: never never sleep apparently
1: that's what those texts are for right yeah exactly. it's like you send me a you up text and i'm like yep and i just show you my InDesign with all of recruit all the uh-huh. rising pages that's right today is thursday november 10th 2022 14 days to Thanksgiving two two. weeks from today folks it's two weeks from today so you need to start making your plans honestly yesterday but uh, we're in scramble mode now figure things out happy birthday to oh lord I don't know who are all these people who are all these people happy birthday to Miranda Lambert is she a person
0: Mm -hmm.
1: happy birthday to Miranda Lambert and uh, yeah and big pun RIP big pun episode 1495 on today's show folks big show we're getting ready for the football weekend we're going to preview the top we're going to roll out the top 10 texas high school football games this week that you need to have an eye on which is an interesting list this week we'll talk about why then we're gonna be joined by the texas high school Football hall of famer craig way he'll join us uh, to break down his his take on the Texas high school football playoffs as we move forward here. Uh, and uh, he'll be on the call tomorrow for Round Rock and Lake Travis on Valley Sports Southwest. And then back half the show, my picks, my high school football predictions. The picks, I should say. My high school football predictions for all 352 UIL Texas high school football games. That's right. Only one person has the courage to, to make Mallory Hartley edit a video <laughs> with all 352 games. And that person is me. I'm the jerk. We'll round it all the Craven Bets, your uh, weekly financial advice segment where we will roll out the best bets for the weekend. And Craven's on a straight-up heater. He went 4 and 0 last week. He's 27 and 12 on the year.
0: Yeah, he's literally playing with house money. So, at this point. Like, if you
1: need some advice, stay tuned to the back half of the show. Do we have first four through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Christopher 100 Meese, and Nick Morton. Welcome in, fellas.
1: You know what? I apologize. I need to apologize to one person whose birthday is today. Today's is the birthday of Warren G. No. You know the song Regulate?
0: Oh, yeah. Regulators! <laughs>
1: He's 52 today. Happy birthday to Warren G. I
0: had that, my first ever phone that I had, I got a free download for like music at that point to like have a, like a ringtone. And Uh that was like, I didn't know what the song was, but I was like, this is going to make me seem like I'm, like I'm cool. And so that was, that was my ringtone for a while.
1: Honestly, that was probably what? How long ago was that? Oh,
0: a long time. Like, I mean, seventh grade, so shoot probably so
1: f- let's say 13 years ago yeah around 13, 13 years, years ago still makes you cool
0: yeah let well, me saying- <laughs> be very clear about this
1: as the arbiter of cool around here still makes you well, cool especially
0: in lano everyone had like country song, you know like Blake Shelton would start playing or Luke Bryan or whatever on their when they're raining. Or tone. the Garth, or the Garth like,
1: Brooks song about
0: Regulator. Or
1: the Garth Brooks song about the girl or about the, the woman who uh who, who gets together with a sixteen year old.
0: Oh yeah, you love that one. That's your favorite one. I'm just
1: telling you that, that song's really creepy. We um, need to call Garth Brooks out on <laughs> it.
0: But yeah, no, I I was like it's true. I'm no, played. that's an excellent. Let's you go. listen.
1: You read the room correctly. Yeah, you read the room correctly. The knew, vibes were on point. Yeah,
0: I knew I was going to stand out. You and you did. <laughs> the basketball player that like rap. I was built different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, pickle. It's time to roll out the top ten Texas high school football games of the week, and this is an interesting list because honestly, the first week of the Texas high school football playoffs can be a little thin because they are playoff games, and that's obviously great. And and so the stakes couldn't be higher. You win, you go home, or win or go home, all that fun stuff. But you got a lot of one versus fours. You got a lot of games that are going to be, that, that, that I think there's clear favorites. So what I tried to balance here was to come up with a list of 10 games that are both like two good teams and going to be competitive. Because, like, for example, um, like Carthage tonight, car- tomorrow night is going to play Pittsburgh, tonight, right? It's tonight. Oh, tonight. Mm-hmm. Carthage and Pittsburgh we tonight.
0: Ha- have, or you can watch that game on a net <laughs> There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carthage and Pittsburgh. Carthage is a really good team. But I don't know if Pittsburgh is going to hang. So I don't think it's going to be competitive. So we're trying to balance this. Let's start. Let's roll it out with the top ten Texas high school football games of the week. We'll start mm-hmm. in the middle. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Temple, you want to say it?
0: Watch live on TexanLive.com. It
1: is the Waxahachie Indians and the Temple Wildcats in a 6A Division One showdown. This is a real fascinating matchup of two, th- two teams that I think – got a pretty tough draw in the first round of the playoffs simply because of the way that the bracket broke. Waxahachie's 8-2 and two on the year and they have been rolling. They've won their last four. Their losses on the year were a competitive loss to Duncanville and a competitive loss to DeSoto. That's it. Everything else, they've been fantastic. They've got Keith Abney uh, out wide who has been very strong. They're, uh, they've kind of run through a couple of different quarterbacks. Uh, but J- Jaden Becks, they're able to run the ball with him. Iverson Young as well. Um, uh, Roderick Hartsfield, their quarterback, has been pretty solid as well going up against temple who temple's been a little bit more up and down this year mm-hmm. but i really like the way that they are playing uh, at the moment they
0: have all of the skill players they just don't mesh sometimes but when they do mesh they're very dangerous
1: and their defense has been playing very well mm-hmm. uh you know defense has playing, been playing excellent of course i've uh, i've made no bones about it i have a i have a Crush on their on their linebacker Torian York, Mikkel Harrison pilot. They have got playmakers. Can they get that offense going? Because you go back to that loss to Harker Heights, they just couldn't get the offense going. The, and and their offense has has at times gone MIA. Can the offense get going? And can that defense continue doing what they're doing against a high powered walks-hatchie attack? That's a big game. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night in Robert Lee. So because of six man football, only takes two teams to each playoff uh, to the playoffs. Bangers. You get. Really fantastic first-round matchups. And this one is spectacular. Okay. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in Robert Lee. Westbrook, the defending 1A Division one state champs, take on Garden City. This is the the start of the title defense for Westbrook. Westbrook's only loss on the year is to Garden City. Mm -hmm. Okay? They lost 46-42 back in Week 5. Um, so, Garden City has their number, has beaten them before. It's hard to beat a good team twice.
0: Especially in the first round of the playoffs.
1: It, and this has been... Like you
0: just saw them. You didn't forget anything. Right.
1: Now, here's the other thing. Garden City beat Westbrook last year in non-district play. What did all that amount to? Westbrook went home with a state championship. Thank you very much. Two great running games in this one. John Lopez for, for Garden City. And then Cedric Ware and Grayson Jeffrey for Westbrook. How hard is it to beat a good team twice? We'll find out coming up here tomorrow night in Robert Lee. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Puffield in Pufflugerville. A very treacherous first-round matchup for the 3A Division I state champ, Lorena Leopards, as they take on the Columbus Cardinals. This is going to be part of a quartet of outstanding District 11 versus District 12 games. Mm -hmm. This game's going to be awesome. And this is the showcase showdown, I think, of this. Lorena's title defense has, uh, has, has, uh, for all of their the attention the offense gets Jaden Porter Jackson uh, Jackson Generals Case and Taylor I think it's gonna come down to their defense and how much they're able to slow down Columbus with Adam Schoble and James Hurd. That's the real question in this one. Um, is this, this
0: legitimately could be a regional final game. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, level of play-wise.
1: Absolutely it could be. I think this game is, is fascinating in, in so many different ways. And we we have, if you're talking about a defending state champ who is most in danger of going down, I think it's probably Lorena mm-hmm. this week. Lorena or Garden City, I suppose. There's another one on this list too, but we'll get to them in a moment. But that is a fascinating, tasty matchup. There, 7 o'clock Friday in 7 o'clock tonight in Sugarland.
0: Live on Texan Live. I almost reared my head back like you do, but I realized my mic is attached to my head. So that it's not going to work a little still of funny
1: little bit Tompkins Falcons taking on the Fort Ben Ridge Point this is Panthers sneaky good this is a great match two eight and two teams um, and two teams that I think are going are, are playing really good ball right now Tompkins started the year two and two they had losses to Katie Cinco Ranch and to, uh, and to C- or uh, Katie and the Cinco Ranch including a, a one- point loss to Katie but they have gotten hot since then and most especially their offense has gotten hot since then they are running the ball exceptionally well uh, with Caleb Ball locker up front he has been fantastic and and their offensive line is starting to push but this is a real challenge for them in Fort Bend Ridgepoint a Ridgepoint team we probably haven't talked about enough this season but they're they they started year 0-2 I think that's part of it they lost to Westlake in the opener and they lost a, a close game to Dickinson they've rattled off eight straight and they are the district champions and they have been excellent on both sides of the ball. I love the balance that this offense is playing with. Uh, Izel Jolly, their, their running back, who's kind of a blue-chip uh, guy, is the name to know, but I also like the, the sophomore quarterback, Austin Carlisle, the way that he stepped up. And their defense is nasty. Nasty, nasty. Giving up just 11 points per game. So, what happens when these two meet on Texan Live tonight? You can find out on Texan Live tonight. That was a good pitch, right?
0: Tonight, live on Texan Live. Tonight. 7 o'clock Friday night in Round Rock.
1: Do you want to do it?
0: Um, live on Bally Sports Southwest. Nailed it. It is. <laughs> I had to remember in my brain if that was correct. <laughs> Another 6A Division
1: <laughs> one matchup as the Round Rock Dragons take on the Lake Travis Cavaliers. We're going to talk about this game at length in the picks video, um, but. This is a fascinating first-round matchup for a number of different reasons, one of which is we don't know what Lake Travis is going to do a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bo Edmondson is back and healthy, but he hasn't played a whole lot. Like, Is there a rust factor in a do-or-die game against a good Round Rock team? Their defense, led by William Brown, Round Rock has been fantastic. Uh, great quarterback in, in Mason Cochran on the Round Rock side. This game is all sorts of interesting. We'll talk more about that in the picks video uh, coming up here in a moment. It's 7 o'clock tomorrow night on Bally Sports Southwest. Round Rock, and Lake Travis. We're also going to talk to Craig Way about it, too, because he's mm-hmm. going to be on the call. 7 o'clock tonight. Boy, Robert Lee is the place to be. Griffith no Stadium. As the Aryan County Hornets take on the May Tigers in what is a legit, I mean this, according to the computer, coin flip in a one Division 1 state. Uh, and the
0: computer doesn't say that incredibly often. Not no. with a six-man game.
1: No. Um, this game... This game rules. Uh, May has really done a great job reloading uh, ever since they uh, ever since they they you know um, lost so many uh, big time playmakers from that run to a state championship game last year. But they have reloaded in a hurry. Uh, but the, the problem the problem was they lost the most important game, which was uh, when they when they lost their um, is that right? Yeah,
0: who did they lose to? May, May. Um. Oh shoot!
1: They definitely have a loss because you wouldn't have district champion against district
0: champion.
1: Yeah. No. Oh, on. I'm sorry. I've got it. May lost to Jonesboro. Jonesboro. They lost to Jonesboro. Um, May lost to Jonesboro. And so, literally last as, week, as a result, well, that drops no. them to. Uh, although she's in finale, yeah. yeah, that drops them to the second seed, where they now have to play unbeaten Irian County in the first round of the playoffs. Irian County is a team we haven't talked a ton about, but their defense has been mashing fools. Now, I do not know if they have walked the same path that May has. Their best win is probably a non-district win over Spur, but this is their big test and opportunity to knock out a state finals from a year ago. That's going on tomorrow, tonight rather, in Robert Lee. 7.30 p.m Thursday night tonight in Waller another fantastic matchup uh in uh in in in, in 3A division one is this another 11 versus 12-hmm this is another 11 versus 12.
0: yeah I am uh, my eyes are on that as good as Columbus and Lorena are I am so interested to see this because I think Franklin looks like what we usually consider, like, a gunner or a Carthage, like, absolutely a murder machine. And if Hallettsville can even contest with them, at least I'll think they're slightly breakable.
1: It's the Hallettsville Bramos taking on the Franklin Lions, the defending 3A division, division 2 state champs, I should say. Hallettsville's had a weird year. They opened the year with a great win over Shiner. Then they followed out with a great win over Flatonia. They lost a game to Fort Worth Southwest Christian. They... They like, then they got, they kind of got beat pretty badly by Columbus. And then, like, they get a real signature win week nine. They go and they beat your, or week 10, they go and they beat your beloved Hitchcock Bulldogs, right? And then they follow that up by getting beat by Yoakum to follow the four spy. A, a really weird year, up and down for Hallettsville, but we know what they're about. They're going to play defense and they're going to run the ball. But that defense is going to need to be on point against Franklin.
0: This game might be really quick. I think it's going to be a lot, a running lot of running game, a lot of running. Like I would be if if they broke ten total passes combined oh, i yeah. would be shocked no they're going to grind it <laughs> out
1: on the ground and i've i've said this before i'll say it again the problem with playing franklin is that their guys are so much faster than mm-hmm. everyone else that like they turn three uh, games uh, they turn plays that otherwise would be like seven yard gains mm-hmm. into like touchdowns
0: well yeah cuz they they want a 3 yard you like they want right. a 3-3 three, three first down 3-3 three, three first down and they actually go like 11-12 touchdowns. It's, it's just
1: all <laughs> gashing them. So can Halletsville's defense stand up to the challenge? Big game tonight in Waller. 7.30 p.m. At Friday night in Splendora. Let's go to 4A Division 2 as the Belleville Bremus take on the West Orange Stark Mustangs. This, there, so we'll start with Belleville. Belleville was a team we were super high on, and they are ten and zero. But like the dominance factor fell off after a little bit. Uh, really, uh, after they beat Brookshire Royal, they kind of farted around against Sealy, and that scared us a little bit. But their defense has been excellent all year long, and they've got a number of playmakers all over the field. Most notably, I love the way they run the ball. with Sam Renicki, he has been great. And then they've got a, uh, the Corian Hood uh, uh, run the ball as well. This is a really sneaky first-round matchup. Now, West Orange Stark has not had the year they want. They're 5-5 five and five on the year, okay? And the first year for Hiawatha-Hickman has been a little bit of fits and starts. But A, that defense in the playoffs, is dangerous. Mm-hmm. B, I think they're starting to get healthy at the right time, and they've got some dudes who I think have an opportunity to turn it on, and they're very, very, very young. Marcus Turner at the quarterback, and Raymond Mallet, the running back, are both sophomores. The other thing is, West Orange Stark in the playoffs is a different animal. I
0: was like you say It's like something in the water changes, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's a huge game tomorrow night in Splendora. 7 o'clock Friday night
0: at Max
1: Goldsmith Stadium in Louisville, a 6A Division I bi-district matchup between the Allen Eagles and the Louisville Fighting Farmers.
0: Our buddy Kyle Yeoman's on the call for that one.
1: Oh, uh, for... NFHS. NFHS. NFHS Network. Um, those are, by the way, those are two different things. You can have NFHS and, uh, and Texan Live, so mm-hmm. go go get both of those. But get Texan Live most. Yep. Um, this is... Let me see if I can look up real quick the last time Allen lost in the first round of the playoffs, because they're in serious danger here. Yeah. Louisville is serious business. This okay? is a
0: really good game. This is a great game. In general.
1: But Louisville, their defense has taken a... They, last year, they were like all offense, and then like we'll figure out the defense when it gets there. Their defense has taken a huge step forward. And by the way, their offense, still humming. they got an outstanding dual-threat quarterback in Ethan Terrell, and another running back there in v, uh, Viren Ellison. They've got other playmakers uh, on the outside. Their top receivers just a junior in, Le- in Lamar Kirby. This team is very, very dangerous. The last time Allen lost in the first round of the playoffs was in 2000- 1999. They had not lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, oh, I'm sorry, 2007. Years? 2007, they lost to Roulette in the first oh, round okay. of the playoffs, I should say. 2007. So It's been 15 years since they've lost in the first round of the playoffs. Now, Mike Hawkins is back there, and he's going to be a-, a dude. I think losing their running back might hurt them in this game. This is big-time danger zone here for Allen, and, and I think that they need to start fast in this game. I think it's, I think the first quarter is going to be very telling.
0: Yeah, they can't let... Uh, the key for Allen here, in my mind, is not letting Louisville have those explosive plays because the Allen defensive backs are subject to letting some of those go, and if you let some of those go in, this, in the first half, mm-hmm. that's when Louisville is going to capitalize yeah. on that.
1: Huge game tomorrow night in Louisville. And finally, seven o'clock Friday night in Burleson, five A Division one by district matchup between Burleson Centennial and Lake Belton. Um you could not in a lab create two more different football teams. Mm-hmm. Okay? Offensively, defensively. They're red and blue. Like, everything, <laughs> everything about them is opposite, okay? Burleson Centennial runs the flex bone with Elijah Zay. They grind you down. They take the air out of the football, and they play great defense. Lake Belton wants to play make it, take it. Like, that's what they want to do. They want to get the ball to Micah Hudson on the outside. Their quarterback, who doesn't get enough credit, Connor Cruz, has been very strong. This game ultimately comes down to pace and stops. Pace and stops. Is the game played at a slow pace? Because Burleson-Centennial win this game. If this game's in the 30s, Lake Belton's got to love their chances. This game is really fascinating and star power all over the field there in Burleson as Burleson-Centennial takes on Lake Belton.
0: I'm so they're- checking real fast, but I'm 99% sure that one's on Texan Live, too.
1: It wasn't on the spreadsheet when I saw it, but probably I didn't
0: check. not. It's changed. I'm but looking. Come on, come on. Let's I'm looking. See. Yeah, live on Texan Live. Oh wow. Yeah, the spreadsheet I sent you earlier this week is out of date at this point. So anyway, live, live on Texan, on Texan Live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seven o'clock tomorrow night on Texan Live, Burleson <laughs> and Centennial and Lake Bell. So there you have it. Your Texas high school football top ten games of the week. You can watch tons of them. How many games on
0: Texan Live? Uh, we'll have, we'll have, we have 30 playoff games every single week. 30 playoff games. Yeah, playoff football.
1: You can watch 30 playoff football games on mm-hmm. Texan Live starting tonight. We're Texas football tonight. We're here every weekday at noon. You can also watch state marching bands. Is that still going on?
0: No, it ended, uh, it ended last night, late huh. last night. Sorry,
1: um. Go watch the replay of State Marching Band. Yep. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Oh, Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football's partner with the North Texas Honda Dealers to honor community helpers from across North Texas. Texas is fortunate to have so many great individuals that give back to their community in so many different ways. Thanks to the support of the North Texas Honda Dealers, we have an opportunity to shine a light on a few very deserving individuals. Congratulations. To Lindsay Dutton at Denton Ryan, thank you for being helpful in your community. Uh, She's a recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda Dealers, as is Alma Ruddage from Little Elm High School. Thank you for being helpful in your community as the recipient of the Community Helper Appreciation Award presented by North Texas Honda Dealers. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Now, a word from our friends at VCR Now.
0: 8- 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's
1: welcome in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. You can hear him on the horn in Austin every weekday. Uh, And normally you'd see him on High School Scoreboard Live this Friday, but you won't because he'll be calling the Lake Travis versus Round Rock game live on Valley Sports Southwest. We're joined by our friend, Craig Way. Craig, how are you, my
2: friend? I'm good. That, you know, that's going to be weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, obviously I love calling games. It's what I train for, and I'm I'm thrilled to, to, to be a part of this along with Gary Reasons tonight as uh, Valley Sports Southwest is launching live playoff games all the way up to, as well as inclusive of all-12 state championship games. So so I'm excited about it, and I think it's going to be a whale of a game, but it will be a little bit weird not sitting next to you, sitting next to Aaron Hardigan tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, you know who's taking your seat
2: yeah you know uh the you know she's there to wave the banner for lano if nothing yeah, else I'm so, that's like, actually the that's only great.
0: reason i'm there
1: it's gonna be gross she's gonna she told me she's wearing her prom dress with the lano sticker on it that,
0: yep um mm-hmm. all right craig. big lano mom, big black <laughs> yes. mom i'm sure i could find Oh one. my
1: god that would be so great um all right craig the texas high school football playoffs are upon us and um as as you as you are so apt to uh, want to say we unwrapped the presents the brackets have arrived um i'll put it to you like this upon now having a little bit of time to digest the the regions uh and 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 the brackets let's take a look at some at, at regions is there one or two regions of a bracket that you are going to be paying sp- particular attention to uh for whatever reason it may be, but is there going to be a region that you of, of a bracket that that really captures your, your attention right now?
2: There's a couple that really come to mind. If you, if you start at, at the highest classification, uh, I think that you could have some really interesting developments in six uh, A Division One, uh, in, um, in uh, or excuse me, in six uh, A Division Two. In in uh, region one, because there's some you know some top flight competition in there. There's Guyer, there's South Carroll, there's you know there's lots of uh, there's Highland Park, there's there's good teams there in that one. That's one. And then I've kind of followed your lead a little bit. I'm I'm really starting to get hooked on. Region four in uh, both five A and down in four A and three A. I mean, we're going to see some really interesting things happen. I think out of region four down uh, below San Antonio into the Rio Grande Valley along the coastal bend, there's there's lots of fascinating things. And I'm I'm kind of with you in that there is the very real possibility you could get a Rio Grande Valley state semifinalist for the first time since 1994 it hadn't happened since Port Isabel got there mm-hmm. as a 3A and 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 then lost to Seely when Seely was launching their their uh, four in a row uh, starting in 94 so it hadn't happened since the Tarpons got there and I always remember this vivid image they played that game at Buck Stadium in Corpus Christi and they said there was you know there were more than 15,000 fans on hand and the vast majority of them Road tripped up from the valley for that game, so it certainly doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. Again, if you if you saw a valley team reach the final four, uh,
1: so then I, I do want to ask you about the game you're going to be calling tomorrow night on Valley Sports Southwest alongside with Gary Reasons, because um, you know there's there's 352 te- UIL Texas high school football games this week, and and this was the one that that the powers that be at Valley landed on. I think they did a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> This game is really fascinating for a number of different reasons. Round Rock and Lake Travis, what are you particularly watching for when toe meets leather there at Dragon Stadium tomorrow night?
2: Yeah, there's some real interesting storylines with it. Uh, start, with, uh, start with Lake Travis and the fact that they just had a rough time this year. It's, it, I don't think we've seen the best Lake Travis yet or maybe we have and it just isn't their kind of scene maybe the best we saw of Lake Travis was them leading Westlake in the fourth quarter okay. before Westlake really stepped on the gas and pulled away but Hank Carter's had to deal with all kinds of injuries on his football team most notably quarterback obviously Bo Edmondson wasn't available until mid-season and Caden Leone was out for a bit I mean he had to go three deep uh, for a time he had Sam Self, a wide receiver playing quarterback and, and they played a tough non district schedule. And there's no excuses there and, and Hank will be the first to tell you. They they uh they've just had a rough go of it. But yet they kinda, you know, pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and and, and while they are the, the the number two seed, uh and, and the what is it what would we say, Tep the three-and-a-half-place finisher since, uh, since they didn't get to play the game against Bowie, finishing in third-and-a-half place because they're going to finish third and fourth in the district overall, but they're the, the runner-up there. And they've gotten guys back, and they're a bit healthy, and they've got a good ground game, and they've got a good, solid defense that's kept them in football games. Now, you, you juxtapose that to Round Rock, and Round Rock is what Jeff Cheatham has built there. They're just as solid as the day is long. They usually play outstanding defense. They played really good defense again uh they they're a little less flashy on offense this year but they are very efficient on offense and you add to that they're playing the game at home uh, they played two years ago in the by district round and and Round Rock played great defense early they uh coach Cheatham emptied the uh, emptied the vault on the trick plays they hit i think three of them in the game and jumped up on them and they won 35-21 so uh, there's there's a lot of really interesting storylines going into this.
1: Uh, we'll let you go with this because I, uh, I there are we mentioned there's 352 UIL Texas high school football games this weekend and and I'm not going to you can't pick Round Rock Lake Travis so there's 351 at your disposal, uh, <laughs> but you can teleport to any any game in the state of Texas. You you of course get to you you can still in this in this whole thing you still doing your job for Bally. you're not snubbing them you know you're keeping everybody happy in this situation you just get to like clone yourself and go to another game but you can only teleport to one what's your other by district game that you're most interested in
2: um I, you know this is gonna sound a little there's one that's certainly in the uh, in the greater Austin area dripping springs and Mainer, because mm-hmm. I think the winner has a chance to get on a really deep run uh, but I'm, I'm gonna kind of go off grid with you a little bit here in 6a uh, I think despite the road trip I think Pebble Hills can give Permian a game mm-hmm. uh, in a in Odessa, and and I kind of I'm kind of intrigued by that contest down in West Texas so that that's another one that's kind of caught my eye this week as I examined you know the playoff brackets and I thought okay what you know what what really stands out uh, I think uh, uh, San Antonio Warren at Eagle Pass will be a tight game you know down south uh, so there's there's a, a lot of really intriguing ones I think in the first round and then of course you got Lorena and Columbus. So you got a defending state champion uh, in Lorena that's been on the ropes, and that's a that's a uh, tough matchup as well. So uh, there's there's several that I think that, that come to mind that are, uh, you know, I know you guys will be keeping close. I will as well, even as I'm calling the game. I'll be kind of watching during breaks to see what else is going on as 704 teams tee it up this weekend. Can hardly wait.
1: He's Craig White. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Joins us every Tuesday, like today, on Texas Thursdays. Football Today. Coach or Craig. <laughs> Craig, Coach. Jeez. Coach Craig. Craig, appreciate your time, <laughs> my friend. Uh, and have a great call tomorrow night.
2: Uh, I uh, will, and pickle you and Hartigan team up and just don't don't say this. Give him an elbow every now don't and then, stop, and just have yourself this. a whale of a time. You
0: know you don't have to ask me twice to do that, Craig. Appreciate it. <laughs> there,
1: he, there he goes. Hang up on him. There he goes, Craig. <laughs> no, I think he
0: can stay as long as he likes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer joins us every Tuesday with Bump the Thursday here on mm-hmm. Texas Football Today. We're Texas Football Today We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com Talking Football on the Lone Star State You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF Like us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram Instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course see us at TexasFootball.com Pickle Let's talk about talkies Talkies Go. is the presenting sponsor of the Sustainability <laughs> Champions Award, following influential kids looking to pursue a career focused on the social, environmental, and economic well-being of our future. This week's Spotlight Game... Let's roll out the, the graphic. This week's Spotlight Game uh, features... Uh, from last week, Euless Trinity and L.D. Bell, we are uh, spotlighting Kevin Thomas from Euless Trinity and Brooklyn uh, where uh, the, the uh, Sustainability Champions Award. Thank you to Talkies for your support of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Sustainability Champions Award. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. All right, Pickle. It's that time. There's 352 UIL Texas high school football games starting tonight. Playoff games. Win or go home, the margins could not be smaller, the stakes could not be higher, and the courage that it took for Mallory Hartley to edit this video could not be more on display.
0: Shout out, Premier.
1: (laughs) Here's my picks for the first round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs in Texas Football Today. One of the great spectacles in all of sports starts this week. It's the 2022 Texas High School Football Playoffs, the first round, and these are the picks. (laughs) Welcome into The Picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. Welcome to one of the greatest shows on earth, 352 win or go home games this weekend in the first round of the 2022 Texas high school football playoffs. There's nothing like it, literally anywhere in the world. This is the widest elimination round in any sport, in any league, anywhere in the world. So welcome to the real fun time of being a Texas high school football fan. Now. As is tradition around here, I'm picking every single game this week. All 352 UIL Texas High School football playoff games. I'm either going to mention it out loud or it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Shout out to our editor, Mallory Hartley, who's going through hell to make this video happen. There's massive games everywhere you look, and the stakes couldn't be higher. You win, you're playing next week, you lose, you're blowing up basketballs. We start in Round Rock. 7 o'clock Friday night at Dragon Stadium in Round Rock. It's a Class 6A Division 1 bi-district matchup live on Bally Sports Southwest as the Round Rock Dragons welcome in the Lake Travis Cavaliers. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Lake Travis's quarterback question. It seems like the first time in forever that we've ever had a question about Lake Travis under center, but there's a real question heading into this game. Quarterback Bo Edmondson, the senior, the former Michigan State commit, is back from injury, has played in the past couple of games, but He hasn't started really all year. It's been really a lot of Caden Leone stepping up in a big way under center. And he's performed really admirably, getting them to the playoffs to this point. But Bo Edmondson is the senior. He was the returning starter entering the season. But there's got to be a little bit of a rust factor, right? Caden Leone's fresh. He's the guy who started all year long. Hank Carter's got a real question uh, to answer this week as far as who is going to start at quarterback and who's going to play at quarterback in a win-or-go-home situation. So how does Lake Travis answer? that quarterback question. Key number two, Mason Cochran on the move. So we're going to talk about the Round Rock quarterback now, Mason Cochran, the junior who has really stepped up in a big way for the Dragons. And yes, he's their leading rusher, a 1,000-yard rusher, but I think that does not tell the whole story about what makes him so dangerous, specifically because I think his legs allow him to extend plays, keep his eyes downfield, and keep the passing play alive. He's not a guy who's necessarily going to tuck and run at every opportunity to do it. He's a guy who wants to extend the play and find receivers down the field. Now, the Lake Travis defense is going to make that tough on him, especially with what has been a pretty darn good front seven, so can Mason Cochran's legs make a big difference in this game? And key number three, does home field matter in the playoffs? Since 2014, the UIL has allowed the higher-seeded team in Class 6A to have home field advantage in the first round of the playoffs. That's why this game is at Dragon Stadium in Round Rock instead of at some other neutral site there in the Austin area, and that could be a big deal. Right? Round Rock's 5-0 and at home this year, and meanwhile, they're also 14-3 and at Dragon Stadium over the last three seasons. They've been very good at home. Lake Travis this year, three of their four losses are on the road, so that may make a big impact, but does it matter? Right, When we're talking about a playoff game, the stakes are already high, everything's already on the line, does home field advantage actually make some sort of difference? Or is this just another game that was going to be a high stakes game regardless of where the game was played? If home field advantage really exists in the playoffs, Round Rock's definitely got it. But does it matter? Who am I picking? I'm going with Round Rock. The Dragons get the nod here, not only because of their quarterback, Mason Cochran, and their kind of diverse offensive weaponry they've got, but also because their defense has been very good, led by William Brown allowing just 15 points per game. Defense has been very solid all year long for the Dragons. For Lake Travis, I think their defense has an opportunity to keep them in the ball game, but I do have questions at the quarterback spot. I think they're going to need to run the ball, especially if they're going to stay in this game. But in the end, I do think that home field advantage does matter. For the Dragons. I think this game is close and it's going to be worth watching on Bally Sports Southwest, but I think the Dragons get the win. Let's go to 5A Division One, 7 o'clock Friday night at Burleson Stadium. It's a bi-district showdown between the Lake Belton Broncos and the Burleson Centennial Spartans. This might be the youngest matchup in Texas high school football playoffs this year. You've got the 11th season for Burleson Centennial and just the first for Lake Belton, that's a little interesting. What's more interesting about this game is the style clash you're going to have here offensively. Burleson Centennial runs the flex bone, they run it really well with Elijah Zay. They're going to grind and grind and it's going long drives and try to take the air out of the football, especially against this Lake Belton attack that is... Explosive. (laughs) They've got big-time playmakers, quarterback Connor Cruz, and, of course, the big-time wide receiver Micah Hudson, who may be a five-star prospect by the time it's all said and done. Uh, So this game ultimately comes down to pace, whether or not this is played in a track meet pace, which is what uh, Lake Belton's going to want, or it's played at a slower pace, which is what Centennial wants. And it's also going to come down to stops. Who is going to be able to come up with those one or two plays, be it a turnover or just forcing a punt to flip flip the field position? I think this game ultimately comes down to that defense, and that's where I think... Centennial has the advantage. Give me the Spartans. To four division two, we go seven o'clock Thursday night at Maverick Stadium in Marshall. It is a bi-district showdown between the Pleasant Grove Hawks and the Van Vandals. There are no off dates in East Texas small school football, and this game is a perfect example of that. Pleasant Grove has been pretty darn good all year long. Their two losses are to a team from out of state, uh, as well as to Gilmer, uh, and they are doing their thing. Jalen Boardley running the ball. They've got Spencer Danner back there as well. They are grinding it out. They can also throw the ball a little bit, which I think is a really impressive kind of addition to Josh Gibson's kind of offense there. They run that wing tee, but they can throw the ball over the top as well. They're going up against this Van team that's got an outstanding sophomore quarterback in Jackson Moffitt, but my concern for the Vandals is that their defense has run real hot and cold. When they're good, in their six wins, they're allowed just 16 points per game. But when they're bad... And their four losses, they've given up more than 44 points per game. It's on the Vandals' defense to keep them in this game. In the end, I think that Pleasant Grove is a little bit too much giving the Hawks. To 3A Division I we go. 7 o'clock Friday night at the field in Pflugerville. It is a huge showdown in 3A Division I as the defending state champs Lorena Leopards take on the Columbus Cardinals, and the title defense begins for the Leopards, and they have a huge matchup right out of the chute. These bi-district matchups between District 11 and District 12 in 3A Division One are going going to be mwah! All four of them are going to be very good. For all we talk about Lorena and the offensive firepower that they've got with Jackson Generals, the quarterback, and of course, Jaden Porter on the outside. Their offense has been great. This game is going to come down to their defense and how well they're able to contain this diverse and dangerous Columbus offense, led by Adam Schoble at the quarterback spot and James Heard running the ball. Furthermore, this Columbus defense is not going to make it easy on Lorena. Of course, is the defending state champs. They've got the crown. Somebody's got to go and snatch from them, but I think this is a really tough test right out of the gates. I think Columbus gets them. Give me the Cardinals. Let's go to 2A Division 2, 7 o'clock Friday night at Bulldog Stadium in Clyde. It's a really interesting by district matchup between the Seymour Panthers and the Santo Wildcats. This is a game that I think is flying under the radar, but it should absolutely be getting your attention on Friday night because I think both these teams are very interesting. Seymour is kind of a classic hipster team. They're 8-2 and two. this year. They've been rolling defensively, and they run a two-quarterback system that's really hard to stop. The Keegan Gilbreth is more of their runner, Braden Lloyd more of their passer, and they are kind of pulling all the right b- believers, pressing all the right buttons. The offense has been humming right now. They're going up against Santo, who has one of the best defenses in 2A Division two, led by Jaime Sandoval, allowing fewer than 10 points per game, and they are ground and pound flexbone bone offense, uh, led by Hudson Thornton and Sandoval. They are going to grind it out on the ground. I think this game is going to be a lot of fun. I don't expect many points, probably 21 to 24 points wins this game, but I do think Santo gets the very narrow win. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Griffith Stadium in Robert Lee. It's a huge 1A Division I showdown between the Westbrook Wildcats and the Garden City Bearcats. There are only two teams from each district in six-man football make the playoffs. What that means is that you get to the good stuff really quickly and this game is awesome. Okay, Westbrook is 9-1 on the year. Their only loss is to Garden City. Back in week five, the Bearcats got them 46 to 42 in a nail biter, and now Garden City beat Westbrook last year. That ended up working out for Westbrook; they went on and won a state championship. Uh, this game is going to be absolutely fascinating. How much did they show in the first game, knowing that they could be in the first round of the playoffs? This is this is maybe the game of the week anywhere in the state of Texas. Uh, For Garden City, they're going to lean on John Lopez to do a little bit of everything back there. Uh, Meanwhile, for Westbrook, they've got Cedric Ware and Grayson Jeffrey. They're going to grind it out on the ground. I expect another really close game, but it's hard to beat a good team twice, and it's hard to beat a state champion in the playoffs. Give me Westbrook. But those are far from the only big games in the first round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Remember, my picks are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Let's get to the lightning round. In 6A Division 1, I think Louisville takes down Allen. Give me Temple over Waxahachie in a close one, and I'm going with Fort Bend Ridgepoint just barely over Katie Tompkins. 6A Division 2 now, I like Coppell over McKinney, and give me Killeen Harker Heights over Mansfield. I like San Antonio Warren over Eagle Pass, and Clear Falls gets by Pearland Dawson. 5A Division 1 now, Forney gets by Barbers Hill. Galveston Balls allowed 14 points all season. Huge test this week against Magnolia West, but I do think that they pass it. And give me Edinburgh Vela over Westlaco East. 5A Division 2 now, I like Colleyville Heritage over Frisco, Emerson and Marshall beats Crandall. San Antonio Veterans Memorial beats San Antonio Harlandale and Montgomery Lake Creek moves to 11-0 with a win over Texas City. To 4A Division 1 now, I like Wichita Falls over Dumas and give me Kilgore over Little Cypress Mauriceville. Waco La Vega outmuscles Kennedale and Alice beats Port Lavaca Calhoun. To 4A Division 2 we go, Glen Rose gets by Graham, I like Hampshire Fenette over Brookshire Royal in a very close one and give me Ingleside over Port Isabel. To 3A Division 1 we go, I like Paradise over Breckenridge, Jurdenton gets by Luling in a huge game in East Texas. I think Tatum takes down Mount Vernon. To 3A Division 2, we go. I like Canadian over Lubbock Roosevelt, and Hooks beats Troop. I like Lexington over Wallace Brazos, and give me Jacksboro to beat Wichita Falls City View. To 2A Division 1, we go. I like Stanford over Forsan, and Tioga beats Hamilton. I'm rolling Garrison over Corgan Camden, and Mason gets by Hearn. To 2A Division 2, we go. I like Sunray over Shamrock. Bremon knocks out state finalist Fall City, and I like Lovelady over Overton. And there's huge six man football playoff action this week, in 1A Division 1, I like May over Erion County. In 1A Division 2, I'm going with Sanderson over Klondike, and Cherokee beats Blanket. And those are the picks. I picked all 352 UIL Texas High School football playoff games this week, either mention it out loud or scrolling at the bottom of the screen, so now you can let me know what am I wrong about. Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2022 Texas High School football playoffs at texasfootball.com playoffs. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the first round of the playoffs. We'll see you. Craven because here on Craven's Corner because in this corner
3: we make money we need to have a conversation okay (laughs) so you were 4-0 last week 4-0 last week yeah what's your record now on the show 27 and 12 I believe
1: (laughs) That seems um,
0: pretty good guys an insane
3: (laughs) an insane
1: heater and what I think what I think is so remarkable about this is it's not like this has been a predictable football season This is like you look at the Big 12. Big 12 pretty much turned upside down, right? Uh, You know, A&M is pretty much underachieving, and and things like that. The you know, Conference USA, I suppose UTSA has risen on top, but that's not really, you know, super relevant. And yet here you are, 15 games above 500.
3: Subject matter expert. (laughs) Um, You know, it really helped. Like last year, I came into this job so late into the cycle that it was like hard to pick up on everything. But I've seriously spent the last eight months of the year learning as much as you can about these 12 programs. And so... Uh, I've just kind of. I think this is a good life lesson. You just you need to learn your lane and stay in it. Yeah. You know, and Texas college football has been my lane so far, and I get to stay in it in this betting show. And I'd be awful if we were talking Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. You know, but we talk UTEP, Rice, and I'm there. I got you there. Yeah. I I
1: think I think most most indicative was uh, the SMU Houston game last week where you took the over, and. uh, because let me tell you, if you'd taken the under, that might have canceled out the
3: rest of, your, just, <laughs> the rest of just all your success. Just that alone. <laughs> yeah. like, like the bookie's yeah. gonna come back and be like, I'm gonna need right. Right. all of it. Luckily, I had seen both secondaries in person twice. Ah, so yes. I knew where that was headed.
1: Uh, Let's see where it's headed this week. What are we starting with, Tickle?
0: We will start in Conference USA, a big matchup there in CUSA West, North Texas. You're taking them plus six over UAB.
1: Going to grab, take North Texas and the points.
3: I have made more money off of North Texas this year than any other team. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Wow. Because people have just not gotten to the point where they realize that North Texas is the best or second best Conference USA team in the country. Mm -hmm. Right? They've won 10 out of their last 11 games. Um they're playing really their only loss was in the last seconds to UTSA, so they've all been close. UAB lost a double overtime game to, to UTSA last week that felt like their last hurrah. Had they won that game, they were still mm-hmm. in contention since they lost it. They're out of it now. I feel like it's the perfect time for North Texas to go up there and not only cover this point spread, but get the win outright. You think they're gonna win outright? I think they I think there's a chance yeah, I'd probably bet the plus six and grab the money line as well. Yeah. What's next, Pickle?
0: Up next we've got the Bobcats Texas State you're taking them plus 16 and a half over South Alabama. Uh, Sorry.
1: Okay. This is <laughs> the only thing that scares me here is what you're just talking about with UAB. That Texas State that that UAB that was their last hurrah. Texas State last week against Monroe that really felt like things are now have a chance to spiral there. That's the only
3: thing that gives me pause right. on this one. This is the last hurrah, though. Yeah. Right? If they lose this game, there's probably some articles we're putting out the week after. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for everybody in that locker room that was brought in there by that coaching staff, for the coaching staff in particular, everybody in there knows they need to win out to probably keep their jobs. Mm-hmm and so it feels like one of those things where texas state's going to play its best football if it's possible of playing its best football and we don't need them to win yeah we just need them to cover so this is 16 and a half right now good if you, teams if,
0: cover right if
3: you, if you feel weird about that buy the hook make it 17 so you draw on that kind of thing but i think texas state plays they have more to play for south That's alabama's fair. already in a bowl game uh, they're just playing for a conference championship Texas State's playing for their life. This is like a rabbit-dog situation, Okay, you know, if anybody's ever seen that movie. I've seen it. I'm with you. What's next, Pickle?
0: Up next, I think it's popularly known as the the game of the week, being the Big 12, TCU. You're taking them plus seven over the horns down in Austin. So I was a little shocked
1: that TCU was a touchdown dog. But I also know that the
3: analytics really like Texas. Analytics love Texas, and this is a weird game, right? Because TCU starts really slow and mm-hmm. then finishes well. Texas, the opposite. Yes. Uh, so I imagine Texas jumps out early at home. They play really well at home. I'd imagine this is a two-possession game going into halftime in the third quarter. However, I don't trust Texas to hold it. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't. Again, we don't need them to win. We just need them to cover. I can't pick Texas to beat TCU by more than a touchdown at home. The way that they play in the second, yeah, that Kansas State game, they tried to give it away. Mm-hmm. And their three losses this year, they've only scored 22 for second half points. Mm-hmm. You know they're minus 79 in the 10 losses in Sark's era in the second half. So uh, until they fix that and they can play four quarters of the football, team TCU's proven that they can. Uh, give me the Horned Frogs and Cup. Yeah, I think I think I'm
1: with you on TCU plus seven. I, I think that you know. Texas can play their best football game, but TCU is pesky, and they're going to hang around at the very least. Do we know the status of Quentin Johnston? He's going to play. Okay. I mean, I mean he's that not going to be ha- 100%. Yeah, he's but having him out there is, is better yeah. than not having him out yeah. there. I think we've got one more pickle.
0: We sure do, and we're going to stick in the Big 12 here. The Jayhawks, you like them plus four over the Red Raiders. Is that one at, in Lubbock? or it's in Lubbock. In Lubbock, okay. As
1: both a Mizzou grad and the brother of a Texas Tech grad, Thanks. I hate it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is uh, maybe I'm trying to reverse jinx myself. <laughs> you know, uh, bet against my loyalty. You know you're doing... I feel like I'm a Texas Tech beat writer at this point in my career. Um, I did, Tex, Tex lost four out of other last five. Yeah, they can't block anybody when they're passing. And it doesn't seem like they're dedicated enough to the run game to go run the ball 60 times. Yeah. You know, and so for me, that's a bad recipe. They've turned the ball over a lot over the last few weeks. Kansas is playing really good football. They got nothing to lose. They're in a bowl game. You know, they just go out and have some fun, pull some upsets, and so. Uh, I think this one's going to be really close. It's hard for me to pick Texas Tech uh, winning by a bunch of points against anybody. I think this would be a different conversation if Kansas didn't do what they did last week, and
1: Jason Bean didn't look like he looked right. last week, where he was in complete command of that offense and looked yeah, fantastic against Oklahoma State.
0: If nothing else, you can know that you're doing well in a betting segment when you're trying to reverse jinx yourself. Like, <laughs> if you it. need confirmation Man, that you, this yeah. is working, when you start playing mind games <laughs> right. with yourself, right. you can you're be
1: like, 15 games yeah, over well. 500, right. and be like, what can I do, do here to- <laughs> yeah. do (laughs) turn the tide yeah
3: yeah yeah. yeah, I'm trying to see how much of a heater I'm really (laughs) (laughs) this is this is the half court heat check right let's just see maybe it goes yeah I do feel like Steph Curry right now well
1: we've uh keeping it up white chocolate you've been (laughs) hot here in Craven's Corner because on this corner we make money Let's go to Ashley Pickle for America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts.
0: Um, Coming up next, we have uh, WTF. We're talking Texoma this weekend. Mallory Hartley's coming in. She's running the show today, so I'll be sitting in this chair, but come join us wherever you're watching. Let me
1: do something which is dangerous, which is ask you an unscripted question. Do you guys have a guest?
0: We do. It is, uh, oh, uh, Kinley. Kinley Kinsey.
1: Someone. Sounds right. Definitely not a made-up name. <laughs> Find out who that person is on WTF coming up at 2 o'clock. It's going to do it for us. Kinsey sure, Lee, I believe, sure, is her name. I'm sure she's wonderful. Going to do it for <laughs> us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter um, at DCTL. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. Of course, see us at texasfootball.com. From Mike Craven and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper, Vince Young. Please can get your part of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Help a and Mailbag Friday on Texas Football Today.
0: Kinsey Lee of K10 Sports. We'll see you up next. <laughs>